3: Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that technicolour rainbow in between. We are the Too Late Update podcast, and we spare no expense. <laughs> uh, with me, as ever, is uh, Chris Hodgkinson, and uh, today, eating what remains of his melting ice cream, is uh, Kevin Jones. It was the other
2: one that was mountain. This right. one is even better. I mean...
3: Yeah, but this is funnier if we pretend it's not, that it's that one. That you are like the um, destitute owner of a prehistoric animal based theme park (laughs) lamenting uh, at his own uh, hubris.
4: (laughs) I just had a a look at the quote for um, what John Hammond says when he's eating the ice cream, and I really like the way it's written on this website website. John Hammond, parentheses, eating several bowls of ice cream. They were all (laughs) melting.
3: Are you going to tell us about the fleas in a bit, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... I see the fleas, mommy. <laughs>
4: the fleas. I was young, I had a rock festival comprised entirely of fleas. <laughs> that,
3: that would be fucking amazing.
4: Not, the fle- not Flea, the
3: flea the Circus Poppers. Music Festival would be brilliant. With tiny, tiny pyro. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Anyway, um, yes, we are the two like update podcast, the only podcast that brings you news from as fresh as two years ago, which somehow it seems worse than when we do. What four? Fuck it out four years ago. You're quite (laughs) right, Kev. Not two years ago. You were four years ago.
2: I know know we all sort of disregarded about fifteen months there. Yeah. Um,
3: (laughs) which, Which weirdly, I don't know about you, but it seems like. It it seems worse when we go when we do a uh, time which is pretty close and talk about the news, whereas when we talk about it from twenty years ago, it is like we are uh, members of Jurassic Park digging up fossils and checking for amber and stuff like that. Whereas <laughs> this is basically like coming across a dead pigeon in the road. It's not as exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, I I normally do this. I normally go. And I ask you guys, what have you been up to? But, nah, I'm going to tell you what I've been up to for a bit. What
2: have you been up to?
3: There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. <laughs> um, so, nothing too major to report. However, I've been reading um, uh, a couple of really, really great books. Um, uh, they're uh, Warhammer books, Warhammer 40,000 books. They are the Twice Dead King series, Ruin and Rain. And it was interesting because I was reading the second one, which is Rain, and... The book is about a um, you don't need to know too much, but it's about a race of uh, sentient robots um, who are fleeing the galaxy. Their homes having been destroyed by uh, humanity, basically, and they are in a chase. And uh, every time they jump, humanity eventually catches up. And I went, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is Battlestar Galactica, but with this the ROMs reversed. It's <laughs> that sex position,
4: isn't it? The reverse yeah. Battlestar.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um,
4: they, it, they barely even disguised that.
3: Well, well, if there's a lot more going on in the book, but it's it's more of a like a uh, it's more of a, a wink. There's a you know it's
0: the book. Oh, having,
3: I would recommend these books. They are really, really great. Genuinely recommend those books to anyone, whether you regardless of whether you care about Warhammer, they're just great sci-fi books. Um, Hodge, what have you been up to this week, other than apparently being a cat? <laughs>
4: I'm not a cat anymore. Right. <laughs> I'm, a um, I'm not I a watched... cat <laughs> I'm not a cat. I watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe, which was very funny, especially
2: oh. the start of it. Oh, yeah, it's worth it's watch. I, I watched that on one of my very one of my various train j- bus bus journey, coach journeys to li- uh, London. What did you think? It's good. Yeah, I thought. Unfortunately I think like the biggest laughs are quite
4: early on, especially at the signs be the signs there. Right. That was especially good. Um so yeah, that was worth watching Matt. And okay. I'm still getting through season twelve of Bob's Burgers on Disney.
3: Yeah, so I've been catching up on that as well.
4: There's some especially good ones in season twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I have watched all of it now. <laughs> Can't be far off season thirteen being on Disney, I wonderful.
3: Well the the movie is out like today, I think. funny enough,
4: yeah. Apparently, in season thirteen, you can see the sinkhole developing across the season.
3: Ah, okay. And of course, they just put out that um, that really nice little music video thing, uh, the yeah. Butt fever one, fever in the butt, uh, which yeah. which does feel like I don't know why it just felt more like a Bartman thing than anything else. Like, yeah, the whole in, staging in the
4: best way. and the animations are quite reminiscent of it, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
4: Um, what else have I been doing? I've started playing something, but I want to wait till I've played a bit more of it to talk to you about it. Okay. I'm not far enough into it. Um, I think that's about it, really. it has been quite quiet.
3: All right, Kev Then what have you been up to?
2: Uh, well, I was at um, Trees for Thursday and Saturday, which we Dan and I recorded a podcast for. Yes. That's why I, that. uh, I went into that. I went see Pearl Jam on Friday. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Um, took Took a while to get started. I think they sort of played some of. I think mainly, maybe because of the heat, they played some of their sort of slower, rarer songs for the first hour. And then they really kicked into gear, which is good. So, really good at last hour and twenty minutes. Um, but weirdly, uh, for the last song, which was a cover of Status Quo, they brought John McEror on stage. Okay, that's a to right <laughs> to play guitar and sing backing vocals. <laughs>
3: I'm, sorry, uh, I just need to check, right? John McEnroe is a fucking tennis player, right? You, like, he used to be a tennis player, now a tennis player. Like, I just had to. I, my brain just went, I have to check that there isn't, like, some old rock star called John McEnroe, and, no. and I've got the tennis no. person's name wrong. Do you know what I mean? No. I had to check my reality. Because I didn't think Pearl Jam. Well, I know who this is going to be. Secret guest. <laughs> it's going to be John McEnroe. <laughs> um,
4: now, Matt, I think I'm going to surprise you because it is Lindsay Davenport. <laughs>
3: Lindsay Davenport.
2: <laughs> oh, Lindsay Davenport.
3: out. Oh, no one's, no one's <laughs> going to get that reference. We're going to have to put a link or something on the, the the thing to that that sketch if we haven't done so already.
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah. Other than that, I am still playing Hot Wheels and a bit of Far Cry, and I finished the boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, I finished yeah. the boys. That yes. was good. Yeah, I thought that was great. Peacemaker. Yeah. Do we want to go into the boys? I don't know whether that's a. Uh,
3: I mean, we can. Well, I thought it was really, really good. Um...
2: I was a bit disappointed in the finale. Okay. Um, I sort of feel like nothing was really resolved. We're not really in much of a different situation than we were at the end of season two. True. Mm.
4: I know mean, yeah. the only difference is that Homelander is now more dangerous than he was at the start of the season because yeah. he's now got a Trump-like fan base behind him, showing him he can do what he wants and they don't care.
2: Yeah, yeah, but again, he was still already dangerous. Yeah,
4: yeah, but he was holding it together because he thought people would turn on him. Whereas yeah. now he knows that's not the case.
3: Yeah, that was the whole thing. He wasn't—he wasn't like outright murdering people who didn't disagree with him before because he'd be like, oh God they'll all turn against me, and now people are like, yeah, cool, we're all co- we're all for it. And he's like, oh, shit, I could have been doing this the entire time. Um,
2: yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I felt...
4: Uh, I would I would agree. I thought, I thought not having Maeve die seemed like a bit of a cheat.
3: There was, there, there is a, I think we are getting into the um, realms of plot armor now, unfortunately. Um, where I think if there are, like, because I don't think it was a surprise to anyone that Spoilers, obviously, for the boys. Uh, too late now. Um, <laughs> that that Black Noir was going to die because he's not like it's not like he's been a force throughout the entire scene. He's popped up no. here and there. Um, yeah, you know,
2: so. it, was, it was weird because they sort of had his um, backstory episode the week before.
3: <laughs> yeah, which
2: is usually a bit of a like. Oh, if it's a side character, that means they're going to die.
3: Yes, I Take thought he's had quite a good
4: arc this series, though. Eh?
3: Who? Sorry, Black Noir.
4: Yeah,
3: did he
2: have an arc? I don't know if you'd call that an arc,
4: mm, semi arc. Yeah, whatever That's we had, cool. I thought it was good this season.
2: Yeah, I, I, maybe it's a me thing. I, I sort of feel like how long, how long can Homelander remain? Remain. Good?
3: Yeah, in fact, it would almost be it would almost be funny now if there is because I kind of wondered if that was the way it was going to be that it was going to be actually and it kind of did that Soldier Boy was going to be. The actual main villain, but then mm. uh, the reason why they team up against him was was a bit contrived. I felt.
4: Oh, well, that, that, I'll be honest. That bit to me made no sense. It was just like, right, so he threatened the kid and didn't do anything. You could have yeah. just spoke out, and they, yeah. you know, but you just kept on. But why did you keep on?
3: Well, alternatively, you let Homelander and Soldier Boy go out it, go at it, and you just take Ryan away.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So,
2: yeah, you know, I, I just think, I think it was the. I think it was a, it was, a it was a bit disappointed. Maybe. Isn't
3: that? I think that's maybe something different to the boys compared to a lot of other series. I think the individual standalone episodes are always great fun, but the yeah. arc it feels less important to a to a big to a big extent because I do think that you're right. I get, kind of get what you mean. It's kind of like we have that. There, there's not a huge status uh, change apart from the sort of like dun 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 of. The head popper is now going to be running for the White House.
2: Well, but yeah, yeah. But like they knew at the end of they knew at the end of series two they need to get rid of the head popper. They just didn't know who it was.
3: Yeah,
2: and like oh, they know who she is, but but they found out who she was in episode one. So it's like yeah,
0: yeah.
3: But still, still very enjoyable and still like a great satire. Um, I think it was quite wonderful. All of the um, the the comments from the right wingers. On like this this season, where they're like, oh no, the boys has gone woke. It's like you have not been paying any fucking attention at all, have you? <laughs> like, I,
2: I, like... just, I just don't understand how in the last six months the boys has gone woke and Rage Against the Machine have gone political. Yeah, like... it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what, what is going
3: on with the world? I know, crazy. It's like, again, I wouldn't necessarily say that the boys is... Woke it is just a, a massive satire of the in yeah. of an ineffective left and an insane right, basically. Is what it's is what it is. It's you know, a perfect view of, of modern America.
4: Matt, we've got also we've seen um you and I went to see Jurassic World since we last spoke as well. Yes, we? we did. Um
3: what did you think? Yeah, it was, oh, right. yeah, oh, it was it okay. It. Yeah, it was
4: um I preferred it to the last one.
3: Yes, it was, it was definitely better than the the, the the Fallen Kingdom one. There were less moments where mm-hmm. I was like scrunching my face up and going, what? Um, like when they went, oh, we need to get a T-Rex blood for this raptor. I was like, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, but there is, uh, you know, it's, it's still a goofy, silly action film with, with dinosaurs in it. So, which is what I want. So thank you.
2: you yeah, know, you I, th- I think... My main issue is it, it it takes a while to get to the fireworks factory if if you see what I mean. Yeah,
3: I thought the the first half where it's like we're doing we're do, being a James Bond film with dinosaurs. I was like, mm. uh, right, okay, what, why? <laughs> like there was, but there were some good elements even in that of the idea of there being an underground and stuff like that. Um, I think the only big plot hole is it is like oh the only sort of significant genetic research company left. And their crops aren't being touched, and there are now Cretaceous era locusts, and everyone's going. I don't know what this could be. It's like, for fuck's sake, I don't think you need to. I don't think you need an elaborate Metal Gear style um, sneaking mission to get into the base to find the genetic code to figure that one out.
4: No, but on the flip side of that, like, unlike Kev, I really enjoyed the first act because I really liked all the like world building and. The, like this is the consequence of what's happened, sort of stuff. But like, yeah, there would be a dark, an underground black market for dinosaurs, mm. and it was more just the locusts. I, I enjoyed it. The locusts, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense, but
3: yeah, it would have yeah, gotta, been, gotta... It would have almost been better if it was a, I don't know, a particular species of flying dinosaur that was a problem because that, oh. you know, because then you sort of go, oh, they be-, because people made dinosaurs. We know they made dinosaurs, but no one's like, oh, they made. Locusts at Jurassic Park. Yeah, you could have. That's how I'd have fixed that plot hole. I'd have got it's. It, they'd have. They'd have served the same function, but they would have been. I don't know. Some kind of miniature flying pterosaur that ate. Um, yeah. That you know strips farmland or something like that, which, you know, you, I'm sure you can find. And if it doesn't exist, you just invent it and go. Oh no, it's genetic abnormality mm. that they made at Jurassic Park. It's named Steve, uh, and do it like that. Good to see the Loftsaws back, though. Underused.
4: Yeah, definitely. They're, like, quite scary. Yep. I like the fact their noise is, like, so iconic going out to hear them and you knew what it was.
3: Yeah. Uh, Cool. So, yes, with all of that said and done, our uh, topic this week is for July of 2018, Um, which is interesting because, as as we are recording right now, it is July uh, 14th, uh, 2022. And we are in the middle of the heat wave. And one of the big stories of this week, this month, is that it was July and we were in the middle of a bloody heat wave. It's almost like a... something's happening to the planet. Who, who could imagine that?
2: And there's also a football tournament going on.
3: <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah.
2: Which we're doing well in.
3: Yes, that's uh, that's almost the crazier part.
2: I've had no. no really. I mean the the uh, women's team has been to the like, semi-finals last three tournaments. Oh yeah, so. well,
3: that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking well, of, yeah, lot, yeah 3rd of July, England's World Cup penalty shootout win over Colombia is watched by 23.6 million viewers, the highest peak audience for live sports since England played Portugal in the 2004 European Championships. Uh, so, you know, this was when, like, yeah, it's when England are actually doing well at the football. under um, Gareth Southgate, who people don't like because he does well at football and isn't a racist probably or something. I don't know, there's, there's weird reasons. Because the manager is competent and not a character. Apparently, we only like people in their characters. We'll get on to that. That that will become a running thing. Um, Theresa May secures approval from the cabinet to negotiate a soft Brexit. Theresa May. Hey. Theresa May was our was our um, prime minister at this time. This is going to be one of these periods of time where people will look back and go, oh, "I thought what's the name was a prime minister?" like, "No, it, it changes often, um, almost as often as other things."
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, there's a lot. Prime it's... minister. Yep. There's a lot of Brexit news in, in this month that maybe we'd better off just summarise it. So basically, this yep. this was the month that Theresa May met a cabinet and said, this is, this is the deal uh, yep. I'm proposing. And one of the people who was behind that, David Davies, um, despite that being his job for, I think, two years before that, decided mm-hmm.
4: to
0: resign.
4: Yep. <laughs> and then Theresa May turned around and went, what's that weird sharpening noise and Boris went what I'm not doing anything yeah um, e-
3: effectively this was the inability of the Tory party to please the Tory party uh, yeah. and and you know and not basically drive the country completely off the ledge of a cliff
4: stop as um, if you've heard this one
3: yeah uh, <laughs> e- effectively insane brexiteers wanting us to basically do a hard brexit no matter what no matter what no deal um, with the EU so that effectively you know the the country would have, have probably gone into freefall um come the deadline um because you know because up Johnny foreigner that's effectively what's happened um and of course sensible i say sensible but less insane tory mp's were like no that's crazy but the insane tory mp's are like no we want we want that we want we want the proper brexit where it's basically an F you to johnny foreigner but don't worry Johnny Foreigner will still be our friend and will still give us good rates on business, even though we've told them to go fuck themselves, because that's how world works.
4: They were all on the back benches singing, hey, we were just elected, and this is crazy, but hey,
2: hard Brexit, maybe. Well, what's what, so just, yeah, it was funny is like, as many of us predicted at the time, like a hard Brexit would lead to financial woe. Mm Mm-hmm. And we now have a hard Brexit, and we have financial woe.
3: It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah it's just a coincidence. I, I, I mean, I, I was a doom monger, but... Um, uh, yeah. You,
3: you remote, uh, Kev. How dare you moan about something that would impact the lives of everyday normal people? Why aren't you just interested in your sovereignty? You've got your sovereignty now. How much are you, how much are you getting in sovereignty? I'm getting nothing, I think. No. No. What, what can you buy with sovereignty is it is it energy
4: I think no, it's, so- I, th- I think you can exchange it for coupons down at the arcade
3: no right okay
2: all the arcades are shut yeah people get angry yeah. um <laughs> uh, yeah what the other I mean the interesting part of this is yeah, this this would set the stage of politics until basically Theresa may resigned about 11 months later she'd keep trying to get her brexit deal through and she'd change it to sort of try and appease the yeah. hard the the, the, brec- the hard brexit part of the Tory party it just never happened and no. yeah and then things just got worse um but I was just look at there was a vote on whether to have a customs union yep um and it was 307 MPs 301 against that
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: that was so close if just four people, who yeah. maybe with hindsight it changed their mind?
3: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, th- this. Is oh god, I kind of don't want to spend too much time on this because it's yeah. it's it's a massive shit show, and it's an appalling. It's basically tainted all of British politics for the last uh, not even four years. Like how long? Wrong Nearly ten years since since two thousand sixteen.
1: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's
3: yeah. tainted British politics completely.
4: The problem um, is we're still too close to it to not get really angry about it and go on about it for far more time than we have to devote to it. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Um, because it's... Uh, it's effectively decisions made by people who lied consistently, people who refuse to accept that they've been duped into believing those lies uh, and that they were going to be br- you know, brought into this bright new future. The same people who think that Boris Johnson was a character. Oh, I like him. He's just like us. He's nothing like you. He doesn't give a fuck about you. You're insane. Um, speaking um, of idiots... Um, where are you going with this? Yeah. I'm not sure where he's going with this. So we, for... we got
2: knocked out we got knocked out of the World Cup a few weeks later.
3: Yes, we
2: did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we caught... sadly, sadly, uh yeah. England got to World Cup semi-final and lost to Croatia yeah. after extra time. Which was sad, but England had been nowhere for years. So this was quite a good performance. The the last major tournament they were in, they lost to Iceland.
3: Yeah. Uh, if, if... In, if you're, by any chance, if we have any overseas listeners, I doubt it, but maybe we do, if you don't know what it's like being in England when there's a World Cup on, there is an insane belief that when the World Cup is on, England is going to win it. Like- I like
4: the fact as well that if they go out early, yeah. it's a massive economic problem for the country. Yes. Yeah. Because of our money lost on people like, you know, buying tat and drinking. Yes. Um, the fact that our, our pub going has a massive impact on our economy if England come out of the World
2: Cup. Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, and it's it's kind of funny that this that you know this this time round was actually they did have a decent team, they had a great manager, and they had a really good chance of actually going through. Um, and, you know, well, actually,
2: actually, going into this tournament, uh, England were not a very fancy team. Yeah. So. I think th- this this was a bit of a shock game to the semi final. Th- things opened up their way a little bit um, in the the teams had to play to get there. They had to play Colombia, Sweden, and then Croatia in the semi. But um, uh, I mean, on paper, the team that will go to the World Cup this year is mm-hmm. a much stronger team, much much stronger, much overall much much stronger. So you th- there is some call for before the results last month, where we lost four nil at home to Hungary. Yeah. Uh, to say that england were one of the favorites but um yeah we'll, we'll see how that all works out in the uh yeah later yeah
3: so jumping back in 8th of july police launch an international murder investigation after dawn sturgis dies in salisbury hospital after being exposed to a high dose of a novichok nerve agent in wiltshire on the 30th of june um
2: Who, who'd have thought that russia and vladimir putin were up to no good no Ooh.
3: What I mean, no, okay, you can't. Like a cartoon
2: just... villain hiding in the bushes.
3: Do you remember when Boris Johnson was going to take a much harsher line on Russia, and then he just went, "Oh, that's not," oh, 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 and and made noises, <laughs> didn't actually do anything um, until they invaded Ukraine. Um, so,
2: well, <laughs> well, it wasn't around this time like Corbyn going, "Well, we can't be sure that was Russia as well." It's like, bloody hell.
3: Well, I mean, it could be something that, like, you know, uh, it could be something like on the uh, 19th of July, uh, Lubov uh, Chermukin, I believe, wife of Vladimir Chermukin, a former Russian finance minister, donates £50,000 to the Conservative Party. You know, just things like that. Things like that. Um, 12th of July, US President Donald Trump arrives in the UK. The four-day visit includes talks with Theresa May, tea with the Queen, and a trip to Scotland. There are mass protests in London London, sorry, featuring a 6-metre-tall, 20-foot Trump baby blimp flown over Westminster, which is the best thing this country has
4: produced. <laughs> I, I was at one of these marches. Were you? Yeah. Yep. So we shouldn't be accepting him over everything he'd been doing up to no. that point. No. We definitely shouldn't be allowing him to... I mean, wrong, I'm not a royalist, but it's the... Um, Perceived prestige of allowing him to meet the Queen that we shouldn't have given him.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got to meet like Theresa May, our Prime Minister. That's got to happen. We should have told him to fuck off for meeting the Queen, really. Yeah. Yeah. She I'm... should have been busy.
3: Yeah. I'm, uh, for... Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, so, uh, coming kind of back to football again, the Lightning Seed single, Three Lines, we'll talk about this, reaches number one in the UK singles chart for the fourth time following England's achievements in the 2018 FIFA World Cup, making it the only song to reach number one on four separate occasions with the same artist lineup. By the following week, the <laughs> single has plummeted to number 97, setting a record for the fastest ever fall from the top of the charts. <laughs> so I'm mean, going uh, there we go. Um, England footballer Harry Kane wins the golden boot at the 2018 World Cup after scoring six goals in the tournament. Kane is the first Englishman to win the golden boot since Gary Lineker in the 1986 World Cup.
4: That's specifically for winning six goals, uh, no,
3: most being, goals in the tournament, top, I
2: think. Top goal scored in the tournament, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, so it's
3: kind of uh. 18th of July, Sir Cliff Richard wins a privacy case against the BBC over its coverage of a police raid on his home. High Court judge Mr. Justice Manon awards him £210,000 in damages. The BBC were fucking lucky there um, because that was disgraceful. Yeah, that was that totally was disgraceful. Um, basically, they just turned up at uh, Cliff Richard's home, went, he's a paedophile, we're going to break in with the police and put it all on the news. There was no evidence, nothing. It was, yeah, um, pretty disgraceful. Uh
2: okay. I think that's enough news. Yeah, yeah I think that, that's that enough. Is Matt
4: skimming over anything else, which is already Brexity
3: Yeah, the only other thing to know, again, like I said, it was fucking hot, <laughs> like it is today. Um, right. So,
2: well, I, I remember around this time that the the grass, the big green out the front of our house, was basically just brown. Yeah, everything was dead. Sorry, this week I said that. <laughs> Everything well, was dead. I don't think we had rain for. I see to. Memory serves. In we it, we had a sunny download, and then it rained the weekend after download, and then it didn't rain then until August. Yeah, it was uh, six weeks.
3: You just got me thinking. You might need to actually like uh, hose the garden, uh, my garden, at some point. Yeah. I mean, we live in the UK. I don't don't tend to think I need to do that, but there we go. Um, okay. Music-wise, however, we had some good good stuff. Go on, Kev. <laughs>
2: I'm a match. She's kerosene. I'm a match.
0: She kerosene. You know she gonna burn down everything. She an arsonist in a pack. and he i'm um, a match she can't see we know she gonna burn down everything she lost it. in a past time and i've been burned for the last time 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 whoa i've been burned for the last time time
2: time time whoa yay finally get to talk about the interrupters yep. Yay! Yay! Kev, don't
4: spend all your time you've got to talk about them just going yay. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said, don't spend all the time you have to talk about them by just
2: going well, yay repeatedly. It's still. going to be half an hour of me saying yay.
3: Yeah, I mean, what you can't <laughs> see is because, again, I feel like I need to remind you of this constantly. This is an audio <laughs> format. <laughs> what Kev was doing was going yay whilst showing his uh, Interrupters vinyl album sleeve. I've so
4: I, I couldn't tell either because I've turned off all the video to, to pro- give my bandwidth some help. Ah, uh, okay. So, Sorry. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, this is the Interrupters' third album, uh, Fight the Good Fight. Um, probably, I mean, they've slowly been gaining a little bit of a following before this, but this is the break Breakout album.
3: Yeah, this would have been the one I, I'd have first heard, I imagine.
2: Yes. Um, so the lead single "She's Kerosene" Car- was like a genuine—I mean, it's a big hit, but relatively big hit—in that they performed it on Jimmy Fallon. And yeah, so you know, it, a breakout hit. Yes, um, this album's brilliant. I love this band so much. They're probably my favourite band. Yeah, um, this is a great album. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bad track on here. Yes, this. I feel like the thing about the interrupters is if you're in having a bad day or just need to cheer yourself up or spite yourself up or something, just put interruptors on. And It'll be smile. I mean, like we just covered un- the news.
3: We would have needed a good time. We yeah. would have needed a smile.
2: Pure uncut joy being like fed into your ears. Yep. Yeah. Um it's just so upbeat and happy and just amazing and oh um t- twenty eighteen was a banner year for music. I think like um, one of the best years, uh, and this was top five, top five albums this year. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. There's no, I mean, title holders. I I forgot title holders on here. That's amazing <laughs> song. Yeah,
4: um, uh, it's, that's it's... the.
2: Uh, is it stand like a warrior? Yeah, fight like a champion. Yeah, it's yeah. Cheese kerosene. Another song with um, with Rancid got each other gave you everything room with the view just but it's just a I mean I think if you any time you just feel down put this album on forty five minutes you'll be happy
0: yeah
2: um, and the live shows on this tour were incredible I got to see in Bristol um, in the December and like the whole crowd was dancing. And then that was pretty much followed by their festival performances for the next summer. Just everyone having a great time. Um, So, yeah, and uh, they've actually got a new album out next month. So exciting Uh, times. Hey, excellent. We
1: will check that out, definitely.
2: Yeah, the lead single is really great. Um, I haven't listened to um, much else. It's apparently going to be a bit more of a – it's interesting. It's going to be a bit more of an introspective album, sort of about Amy's – Life growing up, so we'll see how that works with Scar style, which
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. uh she's not had the not the not had the greatest of lives.
2: No, no, she grew up in the American foster system, so um she taken away from my mother, so yeah. Um yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm really for the album, but yeah, I, I think this album is wonderful and a real treasure, and yeah, they yeah. rode away with success on it, and I'm hoping it'd be lovely if things get even better with his new album and they're playing Brixton in September, which is big. That's the same place we saw Nine Inch Nails.
3: Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah. So you no, know, if they can have a big crowd there, that's a really big step. That will put them way up on festival bills. And yeah, if their their shows continue to be as great as they are, they have been I Yeah. Um Yeah. So
3: we'll move on in some ways it's harder to talk about really good albums because it's like you can't pick them apart too much because like this is good this is good just go watch it Um, (laughs) go watch it go listen to it same thing yeah Yeah. Um, next up I've not listened to this album though which is Bury Tomorrow Black
0: whoo
2: Have you to be holding can... something up again. What? You'll yes. be
4: holding something up again, Kev. Yes. yes.
2: Right. I also have this album vinyl. Um, this is another great album. You don't um, need. So you
4: don't need to get it.
2: No. <laughs> we will just believe do. you. <laughs> oh, you mean um, when
3: we're when we're going to put the videos out uh, on our Patreon, which we uh, don't have, and I'm not recording the videos. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um. Maybe, Kev, you, you should just record a video from the Twitter feed of you holding up albums and yes.
2: going, <laughs> "Woo!"
3: <at
4: them.
0: laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is another great album. It's not as good as the Interrupters album. It's uh, Barry Tomorrow's fourth album, and again, it was it, they they sort of had a bit of a comeback with their third album. Um, everyone loved that one, and then yeah. consolidated that with this, which. Uh, I don't know if people say it's their best to date, but it certainly been in the conversation. Um yeah, like Their Powers, just a brilliant uh, album back to back. Um we saw them at download and we're very positive. I mean they um yeah, just there's nothing too complicated about this album in regards. It's just it's just one it's just of the great. best just one of the best metalcore albums that's been released in the last ten years. Um they they just write great songs. Black Flame is fantastic, no less violent. Um, Knife of Gold, excellent. I I got to see them play this album in full uh, at the back end of 2019, which is a great show. Um, Yeah, I don't don't know what more
4: to add They This is... They're from Southampton, which is nice.
2: Yes. Uh, Well, the the lead singer, Dan Walker-Bates, until recently, I don't know what he's doing now. I think he's changed jobs. He was a mental health Consult well, consultant or assist uh, mental health um,
3: carer, of
2: some yeah, or NHS staff, right, in Southampton General Hospital. So yeah, he's also very. He was he was a very good front man at Download. Yeah, um, yes, um, and yeah, I'm kind of hoping that download performance was, would be a bit of a, a step up for them because they did come and bring the fire and um, one of the best performances of the weekend, I think. So cool, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last the last album I've mentioned is Pagan, Blackwash. So this isn't as good as the other two albums. It, it was the debut album from this band. So an right. Aussie band that sound, um, I may have mentioned Blood Command before, and Blood Command will come into this. Um, they, they were at 2000 Trees. Um, so they sound quite a lot like Blood Command. And when Pagan came out, everyone assumed they were Scandinavian because it's that similar sound scandy punk mixed with scandy pop sound that blood command do right they're australian doing very much influenced by blood command um but quite heavier i would say um so i don't think this album worked as well as um the last two blood command albums before be- before this but it was good it was a really good debut and i went to see them live so uh the lead singer of this band nikki um do you remember seeing these at Slam Dunk in 2019?
3: I did not see these at Slam Dunk in 2019. Are you in
2: the bar queue, I was in yes. the bar
3: queue. That was the worst queues we'd ever seen. Yeah. But um, I do know that the um, lead singer has a habit of basically dousing herself in wine.
2: Uh, dousing herself in wine. Uh, I mean, some would describe it as doing stripper esque moves on the stage, burlesque. Erotic dancing, perhaps. Yes, yeah, uh, I mean, that last... So, they've they this album, they toured Europe, um, and then they split up early 2020. Um, which is a bit of a shame, because I was hoping there'd be you know, it's a band that could develop. Yeah, so you um, and if was blowing
4: them. their wine budget.
2: <laughs>
3: Imagine yeah. you getting to see a band that immediately breaks up because you're in the fucking bargain. Fuck you, down, with slur- Slam Dunk! Damn your eyes! That happened to me in um, Wolfmother as well.
2: Yeah, I'm Wolfmother intermittently back.
3: Well, it's not necessarily that they went away. Is because what happened was, um, I went to see them when they first came out, and then nobody else wanted to see them. And you wanted to go watch Stuart Lee in the tent, Hodge, and Kev, yep. <laughs> and, and we went to see happened. that. We went to see that show instead that we'd already seen, and I missed Wolf Wolfmother. And then uh, after that, apparently they were bad. Ever like everyone <laughs> um, was like Wolfmother are shit now because someone died or changed or no, done the
2: bad no, or something. Right. In all, in all fairness, I think we made the right decision. You didn't have You could go and go and see Wolfmother. You didn't have to come with us to see Stuart Lee. Also, we saw Wolfmother download the following year, and they were crap. They were bad live. So, I, is- I will never ever
4: say that seeing Stuart Lee was the wrong thing to do. Yeah.
2: No. Um. Anyway, so yeah, now Nikki uh, from Pagan yes. uh, as as the lead singer of Blood Command uh left the band to have a baby and Nikki's the lead singer of Blood Command. Right. Um so yeah th- i they're saw both
4: them- they're both called Nikki.
2: No, I forgot what uh I think Karina was the older singer of Blood Command. Oh, okay. I might be wrong, but um yeah Nikki from Pagan is now the lead singer of Blood Command. Right. And she's doing the like downing a bottle of smirnoff on stage, spitting um Telling tell the crowd that they don't, if they don't that, she's going to kill them. And it's quite a weird performance. Are, the, are um, the crowd
3: into this or are they confused as to what they did wrong?
2: <laughs> I, think the, I think the crowd are a bit confused. Right. They know no, what to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're uh, really mostly seen...
4: thinking, is she okay? She, yeah. Does someone need to stop this?
3: It's a bit like uh, when the. Um, there's a. Like, people will argue, but actually the, the punk scene started in New York and one of
1: the. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: It's kind of punk but kind of not. But there was a band called Suicide that that came over um, to play England. Mm. And they were billed as a punk band. And uh, gobbing was a big part of the punk scene in the UK back then. And... They, <laughs> these poor sensitive Jewish lads in in suicide, they thought they were just really hated. <laughs> it's like no, 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 you poor boys. Oh, yeah. This, this is just this is just how punks in Britain at that time expressed their appreciation.
4: <laughs> oh man, that is absolutely disgusting.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. So yeah, I. I liked Pagan, and I was hoping for more music. Uh, I the Blood Command album that came out early this month is fantastic. I really like it. Um, is it worth losing Cape yeah. uh, Pagan for though? That's uh, I don't I don't know if it's I mean Pagan broke up and then Karina left Blood Command, so I don't know if it's Pagan had broken up anyway. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think the two are related. I think. Um it's more potentially wondering what the Karina song Blood Command and live performance would be. Um no uh, not I don't know. I just uh, I think we discussed it on the, the trees special that maybe Nikki needs to tone it down a little. But again, that's do we I don't know.
3: Is it, is it one of them where maybe it's like ah oh, she could tone it down but there may be a, like a hardcore like no we like this we want this to continue yeah, yeah. Um,
2: um so it's a hard thing to say but yeah um yeah. anyway those those are the three albums i picked out that came i think there were other albums that came out this month but um like hailstorm released album but it wasn't particularly good um, uh, okay um
3: cool oh well we'll we'll move on a little bit we'll talk about the singles we kind of touched on one of them uh, one of them is, of course, Three Lions uh, by the Lightning Seeds, David and Baddiel.
4: Um, uh, and the Every time one... we um, we talk about the Lightning Seeds, my immediate reaction is like, oh, I like the Lightning Seeds. And then I realise, no, I really like one album by the
2: Lightning Seeds. <laughs> and it's that album, Jollification. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah.
4: That's yeah. that's fair, yeah. And um, um, the other thing I realised today was the reason I got into that, because they... um. This is going to be a bit of a potentially deep cut. Do you remember? Did either one of you have Nickelodeon in the early nineties? No,
2: no, Matt, no.
4: Okay, right. Well, Nick, I'd never heard the Lightning Seeds, and Nickelodeon late at night used to run a promo for all their shows set to Marvelous. Oh, and I'd never heard that song. It took me absolutely ages to work out who it was that sang it. So that's how I discovered the Lightning Seeds through late evening Nickelodeon. Um, yeah.
3: Okay, uh, next up was In My Feelings by Drake, which I don't know. Um, uh, so album-wise... In my uh, feelings, I want more bread. Quack, quack. Album-wise, uh, we've also got Drake with Scorpion. Um don't
4: like scorpions, I like bread. Quack, quack. Uh,
3: but dominating from the 31st of May up until the 5th of July is the greatest showman soundtrack.
4: Right, do you want to know something mental? Guy, you look at this year on Wikipedia, right? How many times this album exits and re-enters the number one spot?
3: Oh, I I haven't got the thing in front of me, but I'm assuming it's like a A fair view.
4: Like a lot. I'm going to see if I didn't count it, but I should have done. While you guys are talking, I might have counted up.
3: Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, next up, we've got video games. Um, and this one's an interesting month for video games um, uh, The first one that jumps out is Octopath Traveler Which I played yes. and really enjoyed uh, Up to a point Yeah,
2: I, I well I will, I'll see if what that point is Because I really like this game Yeah um, It's beautiful Yeah It's it's absolutely beautiful One of the best art styles for a, like It's a, it's an art style that I think we're going to see a lot more of now Square seemed quite high on it um, Yeah so, because li- um, it's a really good way of making a two D style game look great for yeah, modern yeah. releases.
3: Yeah, Live Alive, I believe, is uh, this style which comes out later this year,
2: doesn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, the Dragon Quest, one of the Dragon Quest remakes, is coming out in this style. Uh, ah, yeah. yes. Triangle right. strategy.
4: Sorry to interrupt you guys. So, Greatest Shaman was came in and out of the number one position six times. For a total of twenty-three weeks at number one.
3: That's more than half a fucking year. Um, right. Well, it's not. More it's than weird. Half a year, but weird it's
2: now because we've we've sort of gone to a state where there's been a lot more number one albums in the last since COVID since twenty twenty. We've had a mm. lot like an album's gone to number one then gone. I don't know if they've changed the algorithm a bit, but yeah. um, what what I will say is I, my understanding is Greatest Showman is a completely historically accurate version of what P.T. Barnum was like.
3: Yes. Yes, it is. Um, this, is very, this is very much a print the legend kind of thing. It's like, oh, he gave a place for all of uh, people who were different to belong. No, he didn't. He exploited the fuck out of them. What are you talking about? The man, like... The man was an absolute grifter and a and a cheat and a liar. Like but, yeah. but not in a not in a wink, wink, am oh, I a lovable, lovable scamp way in the kind of I've stolen all your money and your pensions way. Like fuck that <laughs> guy. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: If you if you want some more information, uh, there's a really great podcast BBC do, uh, hosted by Greg Jenner called You're Dead to Me, and there's an episode on PT Barman, which ah. is yeah. the and myths of uh, and and yeah. yeah. So, um it's five traveler. Yes. Um, so, I got to point in this game where it became incredibly frustrating annoying so you you sort of start as one character, you form a team and then you there's eight stories, yes, so you'll go through each character's story uh they'll they'll join your team, you put them into a story um <laughs> I, and yeah and um, i i like
3: that I like that idea I think the implementation of that idea is flawed in places um. I think the one thing that doesn't work is that it's every character has their own story and none of the other characters have any input into that story um which you know I don't like there's not even like a bit where one of the other ones goes oh no you've got this you're my buddy i like you like none of that it's just they're just there to be extra people in your party to fight that that that's what i didn't like about this Sorry, Kev. I may have interrupted you there.
2: No, um, I mean, I sort of took that for what it was. It's a, mm. it's a sixteen-bit style game, so you're, uh, yeah, you're not going to get like branch and dialogue and things like that, even though they could have done that. Um, my problem with it, I, I play this quite a lot, and then um, I got to a point where you were doing the sort of the second half of character stories or the third part. Yes. It suddenly becomes very difficult because you're. It's balanced so that. You could do it any in any order, kind yeah. of. Um, and I was really struggling. Like, I think I got one of the last bits done for one character, and then I was struggling with the rest. And then I found out you there were caves in the game where you could... Um, so your character would have a class. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you could level up the class. But there was actually caves in the game where you could give that character another class.
3: Yes, yeah.
2: So once you got went to those caves and sorted that out, the game became infinitely easier. But yeah. it wasn't... Very well.
3: No, not very well I, balanced. Like I, I think I had
2: to Google: is there a way to, you know, get sort of defeat these bosses? And they were saying, and I saw someone say, "Well, yeah, you need to go to the caves and you need to uh, give them different abilities so you could have like, like I started with the dancer.
3: Yeah,
2: but when you get to the later things, the dancer, the just the dancing abilities aren't great.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, whereas if you make the dancer also a healer, yeah. Things become a lot easier, so and you can you know you can have um a, a thief that's also a dark mage, and you can have a you know yeah um,
3: warrior who's a black mage and stuff
2: like that. Yeah, yeah, like it it just opens it up quite a lot, and you've got you know where, where you've got enemies that are very specific and what defeats them. You've got if you've got a team of four that's got eight abilities rather than four abilities, you are in a much much stronger position. Yeah, um, and once I found that, it's like oh this this is fun again. Um, uh, but, yeah, it it's all weirdly balanced in that way. Like, you have to do that, really, to, to be able to complete the game, otherwise, because the levelling isn't that quick.
3: No, no. Um, and, again, that was something I found um, a bit tiring, and I think that's why I dropped off the game and didn't complete too much of it in the end, is because the grinding became an issue. Um, like, okay, you know, it's, it kind of wants you to go through and, like, do other character stories, and it's... Not always it's not always very clear about the best method of doing it, and it's 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 got like it's got some really good ideas I'd be like if they do a sequel, I would want to do a few things. I'd like there to be stuff like a party chat where you can see members of the party interacting with each other on a more regular basis um rather than they kind of do this thing of oh, we're gonna stop and and two characters are gonna have a chat now, and now we're gonna end, which again it's like. Dragon, drag, Dragon Age and Mass Effect exist, guys. You can't just pretend that they don't and hopefully won't notice. Like, those those sort of party chats are important.
4: Um, but they're different. They're trying to be different games, though. You know what I mean? This was like intended as a throwback to the RPGs of old.
3: True, but I would say even in something like Final Fantasy VI, if you go play that, there are loads of it. Where the characters all interact and have their own beats and stuff like that. There are certain okay. interactions. That only happen in Final Fantasy VI if you've got certain party members in your party and stuff like that. So that's that's probably why I was maybe expecting there to be a bit more of that.
4: This also um, in my head marks the start of Square Enix really not giving a shit how marketable the title of their games are. That is true. That is true.
3: Like because I... they started off as Project Octopath Traveler. And they're like, it's like, we'll call it something else later down the road, and then they'll they just
2: didn't I mean, I I think th- this is this is the company that made the Kingdom Hearts games, and uh, what was it? Uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia yeah. No, th- This is not a new thing from Square this is just them
4: No, but I think this became much more pronounced because it was just like, project this, this. it was like, ah, you to fuck it
2: Yeah <laughs> And then it's just tri-
4: and, and
3: you know, we've had Triangle st- strategy and then what's the other one coming out soon or something? Like
4: Nobody knows. Yeah. Do Decahedron attack square massive, whoa.
3: Yeah. Over over three sixty five days. Um yeah. but yeah. Um but the this thing was is, a big switch
2: exclusive at the time. Yeah,
3: well, yeah. I think it's on PC now, but I don't know if it's on and Xbox.
2: Is I it on it's Xbox? On. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: It's on Probably Game Pass. Right? I don't know.
3: I don't know if it's on PlayStation. I couldn't tell you.
4: Um, it is not on PlayStation, I don't think.
3: Which is weird. Uh, cool. So next up, we've got Pool Panic.
4: Have you ever played this? No. no. Pool Panic is a, a fun little indie... Well, I don't remember not indie, but a fun little game whereby uh, you play a white cue ball. Oh, right. And you roam the world trying to solve pool-based puzzles by knocking other balls into holes in increasingly bizarre scenarios.
1: Right, okay.
4: Um, often while the balls scream or are caught on fire or are eaten by things. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's silly fun, and it's <laughs> it's often in sales, so it's worth a look.
3: Okay, alright, fair enough. It's an,
4: it's an adult swim game.
3: Oh, okay. Um, so, next up, uh, we've got Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion.
4: This is on here for a very specific reason. Go on. <laughs> it's um, the game I used to trial uh, PS Now when I had it for a brief period to see how well the streaming worked.
3: Yeah. Huh?
4: And in all fairness, it worked quite well, but it was ridiculous to me that, and let's be fair, this was, wasn't going to be a popular game. But the fact that even this had moments where it went, oh, there's too many people playing this, so you can't. Mm. You're like, well, you're paying for access not to be put in a queue. But yeah, that was that was the old days of PS Now. So yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it was just bad, bad reasons yeah.
4: on here because it was over time.
2: Okay. I, I tried this a couple of years later and it was fine.
3: Oh, what, this specifically?
2: Yeah, to see if it worked on PS Now because of your rant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the one thing I would say is with the current pricing plan to get streaming that you have to pay now to stream games, they should at least have something on there which is a tester, like Astro's Playroom or something, where you can just play it to see if it's stream, if if your game, if you yeah, you know, if your connection's good enough to stream, because that's the one thing that puts me off because yeah, I don't want to pay, because I'd quite there's a number of PS3 games I'd like to replay, but I'm like I don't want to replay really them if it's not good basically. Um, uh, final video game. It's another one that we know only Hodges just played. hot just had a good load, load of games this this week. Uh, Taiko No Tatsujin, I think I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Drum and Fun. It is, it is that weird drum game that you probably know that of, even though you don't oh. know what it is.
4: Yeah, I love Taiko No Tatsujin Drum and Fun.
2: Yep. It is I so. Never heard it until today. Hey. Eh? I'd never heard of it until oh, today. have you?
4: It is unashamedly Japanese and yeah. for that reason alone, it is fantastic so weirdly so yeah it's like it's like Donkey Konga yeah. um, but you have to pay a lot more to get the drum so I just use the controllers and uh, it's also offered in sales now but weirdly the um, the different platforms have slightly different playlists so um, like the Switch version has a couple of Disney songs but they're all in Japanese which is great <laughs> and also you can play as Kirby and one of the inklings but it's utterly pointless because you it's it's again much like donkey kong and every other music game it's got lovely stuff happening on the screen which you absolutely cannot look at <laughs>
3: yeah yeah
4: but yeah no it's like a lot of like anime music and some weird youtube stuff and you know yeah it's just a it's just a really fun series but no one—it's obviously doing well enough because they keep making them. Yeah, but, um, I think the next one is going the um, um, deathcore. Um, um, so,
1: someone else tried
4: it as well—the subscription model where they'll keep adding tracks, oh, and you can like okay. pay a subscription to keep getting to stuff. But yeah, no, it's a—it's a—it's fun. Yeah, I, like I played
3: this and I found it quite fun. It's—it's like, got stuff on there. It's—it's it's definitely aimed at people who like you know. It's basically aimed at anime fans, I think, a good part of it, because it's got like, the theme tune for Evangelion and Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that on there as tracks.
1: Yeah.
3: Why have you got that on there? Because shut up, we have.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised the um, the theme for My Hero Academia is on there at all, because that's a good theme. Um,
3: It's probably, I bet you it's on one of the later games. Maybe. Yeah. Cool.
4: Yeah, that's fun. I recommend it.
3: So... And final side note, which is more for today than anything else. So Day recording. Day recording. Um so today, thirteenth of july twenty twenty two, marks the thirty-fifth anniversary of Metal Gear's original release.
2: Just fun. That's the so that's not Metal Gear Solid, that's the original Metal yeah. Gear
3: the original metal gear with the um uh the cover art where it's Michael Bane from Terminator. Just a hundred percent is Michael Bane from Terminator. Yeah. Uh on the uh, PC engine actually. The NES version came afterwards. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, really well. yeah. The NES version is a like a downgrade from the PC engine version. Um
2: cool. You know if I was um he was suggested on the podcast, but if I was Kadami I'd attempted to try and do a remake of the original.
3: Yeah. That that
2: just,
3: that is that just, is
2: Yeah, that, like as a modern game.
3: Yes. That is a hundred percent what I would do if I was Konami. My my, my release with, of Metal Gear Solid six if you want to call it that, would be Metal Gear. And then I follow it up with Metal Gear 2. Because I'm not an idiot and I like money. I don't know what's wrong at Konami where they're idiots who don't like money, but that's what I do. Because it's. The I mean, bubble. they they do
4: like money. They just aren't really able to leverage themselves to acquire more of it. No,
3: I mean it's just it's, <laughs> it's just right fucking there, and it's the one bit of the law that ninety percent of the fans probably haven't don't really know about because it's in the backstory of um uh, of the the first Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Movies. Ant Man and the Wasp. Um... I remember liking this.
2: It's good. That really, left an impression.
3: Yeah, um, but this, it's um,
2: yeah. Sorry, Matt.
3: It came out after Infinity War, which is a bad time to come out
2: <laughs> for yeah. a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think it's good as the first Ant Man. No, um, it's really fun. I think yeah, it is in a funny position in that um, Ant Man isn't in Infinity War. No, this doesn't. This is. Yeah, two months after Infinity War which has a gut punch of an ending. Um and it's just like a fun romp, but yes. I yeah. don't know if it was the time for it to happen.
3: Yeah, this this is this is I think you're right, because I think everyone's everyone's waiting for what would become known as Endgame at this point. Because you know, you just watch Spider Man fucking die, right? And then it's like, Don't worry, Ant Man's here. Oh what like <laughs> and wasp and and the wasp like that's the that's... worst
4: of the flying insects.
3: It's like you know, it's like you're at your nan's funeral and your mate is going, "Oh, cool, don't worry, I've ordered pizza," and they're just like, "Thank you, thank you, that's great." And you're like, "No, no why are you not happy that I've ordered pizza? I'm like I've oh, got just
2: you're at your nan's yeah. funeral, your mates outside playing Blink One Eight Two songs. Yeah,
3: it's it's like it's like that's that's nice. I appreciate the <laughs> attempt to cheer me up, but. Can you, <laughs> you know, thank you, but no, not right now.
4: Yeah.
3: And that's what I felt about this film a little bit. Although
2: um, it does actually play a massive part in Endgame, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it? does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which which arguably this should have released before Endgame. <laughs> I mean, it definitely
4: should have done.
3: Yeah, I mean, it hundred percent. It, it does release before Endgame. No, no, it didn't release before Endgame. It set before Endgame.
2: No, Endgame was. Endgame was sorry, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry,
3: sorry. You, you're right. Infinity War, Infinity yeah. War, not Endgame. Sorry, yeah, sorry
4: Pop- it, should have, it should have been out before Infinity yeah. War.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I think that they they always want the big one in the May window, don't they? So and that's where they put the Avengers films. So yeah. I suppose that's
4: the problem, isn't it? If you if you release this before Infinity War, then you can't show that the snap happens and he gets trapped in the... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. You could I think it. I think
4: that's I think that's the thing. It's. They created a, a hole for themselves, didn't they?
3: Well, but no, you could just you could just have him call out, "Okay, I'm here," to, I'm, and then and then you don't know what's End. happened. That's what. Yeah, happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, we've also got Teen Titans go to the movies. I haven't seen this, but lots of people say it's great.
4: This is a great film. It is better than Outman and Wasp. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Before, well, specifically putting out Man was what
4: Blackstone well, well, because they're both, like, yeah, yeah, comedies both suiting, And they're yeah. both, yeah And I remember Teen Titans go to movies Because it was good Not <laughs> yeah. that Man was, wasn't, I mean, it's like
3: oh. I mean, It's fine it Yeah,
4: it's like, it's, like it's, a, it's got some very funny song numbers in it It's, yeah. um It's got a brilliant segment where they basically, the whole thing about it is they think they deserve a movie, but everyone else in DC is getting a movie before them. (laughs) Right. So there's like a brilliant segment where they decide, right, the best way to go about fixing this is if we get rid of the other heroes. So they go about traveling in time and like fixing the other heroes' origin stories. So, like, you know, they, they save Batman's parents, they save Krypton, and all this other stuff. But then they travel back to the present, and all of their supervillains for some reason still exist and are going mental around their various cities. (laughs) Which then leads to a fantastic bit where they decide, right, we need to put the timeline right again, so we have to go back and cause all the problems that they'd solved. (laughs) So they have to destroy Krypton, murder Batman's
0: parents. (laughs) (laughs) This film
3: sounds great! I want to watch
4: this! Is this on anything? (laughs) Uh, it was on Netflix, I not if it still is or not. It's probably on it's DC's probably on now TV. Thing, yeah. It's
3: probably on Amazon, well, no, oh god. It's on DC's whatever it is, probably, that we don't get. We don't
4: have that over here, so it's on something over here.
3: Like, like Paramount going on, the global hit Halo, it's not released anywhere outside of the United States, so that's a lie. Um, <laughs> uh,
4: no, it looks like it's not free on anything at the moment. Yeah. But no, but I, it, is, I... it is worth a watch. I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. Um... Teen Titans Go is one of those things where, it's like, there are a lot of people who are very angry that we didn't just get more Teen Titans. But Teen Titans Go is fine. It's it is, it's a kid's show, for fuck's sake.
4: But it's yeah. but it's like genuinely funny in places. Yeah. Teen Titans Go. I think it like it proved itself after a couple of seasons, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. D- DC is better when it's not taking itself too seriously. Apart from Batman, Batman can take itself seriously. But yeah.
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. DC. And again, DC. This, this film pokes fun at all of that. It's even got Stan Lee in it. Was it? Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great... I've seen, I have seen that clip where he's like, you're not a DC character, and he's like, I just love cameos! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, And
4: Robin's song about how he's going to have a movie about himself is brilliant. Yeah. With his adult-sized hands, because they keep taking the piss out of his baby hands. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've left the most boring film for last.
2: Um <laughs> Mission Impossible <laughs> have Fallout Have either of you seen this? I, uh, I definitely
4: I have remember. I can't remember which one it is
2: uh, I mean I, I refuse to watch them because of his Shenanigans around uh, South Park so.
3: well, he's, uh, I mean yeah he, Again we won't go into it But Tom Cruise is he's not a nice man Who should not be celebrated uh, Do you know
2: who I found out to a Scientologist the other day? Who, Elizabeth Moss? Who? Who? Uh, she. Do you know Handmaid's Tale? Oh, right. Yeah. She's the 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 lead actor. Oh, in really? It oh, was in okay. the Yeah. She's a Scientologist. Yeah. So, given given like the theme of Handmaid's Tale, yeah. like a lot of people were well. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like because oh, your your church is very homophobic. So.
3: Well, this mm. is the, this is the thing, right? They don't see. The, the actors like Tom Cruise and the rest of them—they don't see any of that. They just get told how brilliant they're doing, and that the uh, that you know the Church of Scientology has their back, y'all. That that's all they see. Uh, so when yeah. people go, so when people go, oh no, the Church of Scientology is uh, homophobic, they turn around and go, no, I've never seen any of that. So, mm.
4: Yeah, so oh, so it's I'm just fact- tour. What's behind that door, Tom. I've never looked behind the door.
2: No, Do you know asked me not to. Actually, um, the um that the hate for Chris Chris Pratt and like. Yeah. yeah. I just I thought that was a it's another interesting little base to that.
3: This is also the film yeah. that helped ruin Justice League, I think because <laughs> it's got um, Henry Cavill had a moustache and rather than shave the moustache, they tried to CG the moustache in Justice League uh, which made him look like he'd been stung by a bee. Um <laughs>
4: Moving on, uh, ah, yeah. my my greatest foe said Superman. That yeah, B, that B, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, TV wise, we have Oranges the New Black se- season six. I definitely didn't watch this. I I I think I only watched up to season three of Oranges the New Black because I hated Which season uh, was this? Hated it. Um,
2: home. this this was um. So th- there was Slim Pickens on TV, but this is the season after the Riot season.
4: The Riot season was really good.
2: Yeah, so they they basically there's one season where there's a. Prison riots, mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: and at the end, they're all like they send the they send the troops in and capture them all. And like our uh, the protagonists, our main protagonists, all hobbled in one like room at the back at the end,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and you just see them get tear gassed and um, yeah. And this is the fallout from that, so they go to a much higher security prison. Ah, uh, okay. So it's two seasons I haven't finished really watching, you know, and I haven't I haven't watched season six all of it, so I kind of fell off it because it
4: was. Uh, nowhere near as good as the previous season, but I haven't. I should just finish it
2: really. Oh, so you haven't? You have, you've seen? You haven't seen season six? No, we started it and didn't get through it because it wasn't. This wasn't as good. I think it turns out really well. Um, I couldn't tell you what point it lost us so. though. There's some quite cool parts of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to potentially spoil some stuff, but I won't now if you haven't seen it. This was kind of a, like a very different. uh Type of season,
4: yeah. I think I was what through us. We got up to episode five. So we watched four episodes of this season.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot rough. It's more rougher prison, but I think the themes carry through. Mm. Maybe we'll get back to it.
4: I was enjoying mm. it.
2: I Should get back to it. Really. Okay. Yeah, because then season seven's the last one. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, but in- there wasn't much. There wasn't much else that at start that was out this month. Um But yeah, I, I yeah. In it, is it, I can see why it was a bit jarring, the, the sudden change, but um, I, without spoiling stuff, I don't really want to... Either. Okay, uh, maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, in other TV news, Star Trek Discovery showrunners Aaron Harbert and Gretchen J. Berg are fired from the series due to budgetary issues and allegations of mistreatment and abuse. Um, co-creator and executive producer Alex Kurtzman takes over sole showrunner duties... Five days later, it was announced that Kurtzman extended his production deal with CBS Television Studios through to 2023, including expansion of CBS Star Trek franchise for television, developing new series, miniseries and other content opportunities, including animation in which Alex Kurtzman would continue to uh, slowly suffocate Star Trek like an elderly relative uh, with a pillow.
4: I don't think that's there.
3: I mean, have you watched Picard season two?
4: No, but so I have watched. Is. But, but I, <laughs> no, but Brave New Worlds would have come out due to him, and so would Lower Decks, and they're both very good.
3: I will give you Lower Decks. I've not seen Brave New. Worlds. No,
4: I've well, yeah, I've not seen um, Brave New World yet, but all reviews for are like nines and tens.
3: Yeah,
2: um, Star Trek. A friend, Star- a friend of ours who's a big Star Trek fan is what started watching. Is it Brave New World or Stranger Worlds? Brave strange New, World.
3: new Worlds. The, I keep wanting to say that as well. Brave New World is a totally different kettle of fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Brave New it's World is a, there is, there is a... It's not a Star Trek series. Brave New World is a um, horrific, uh, dystopia sci-fi, yeah,
2: basically. It's a, it's a sci-fi. I made a song about it as well.
3: Yeah. Um, Star Trek Discovery is one of those TV series that um, basically wanted to be something else. I've kind of sp- I kind of spoke a little bit on this yesterday, but I think and I've said this before without meaning to I think Battlestar Galactica kind of killed Star Trek for a lot of people because Battlestar Galactica was so grounded compared to a lot of other sci-fi that lots mm. of other sci-fi writers started going we want to make that we want to make this sort of show um, it was also weirdly I think I think it was trying to compete with video games uh, because there are designs in Star Trek Discovery, which are ripped straight from Mass Effect. There are plot lines in Star Trek: Picard, which are also ripped straight from Mass Effect. <laughs> um,
2: I, I'm I'm convinced, but the Picard, Picard series one was yeah. a Mass Effect spec script. Yes, I'm convinced it was. I'm, yeah,
3: it's a bit like it's a it's a bit like how people say the legend is that um, Pacific Rim started off as an Evangelion uh, spec script, basically. And then people went, well, we can't get the rights to it. People won't want to see it like that, so why do we just make our own thing? Um, so, I mean, it's... And and the problem with that is that Star Trek Discovery specifically is centred around one character rather than a ensemble of, of crew. Um, that one character is not the captain. So when that character goes and does, like, how do you want to put it? Reckless or... Um, so disobedient actions and stuff they just get away with it and you're kind of a bit like why why is this okay um, and then she cries a lot I don't know like every five fucking seconds there's someone crying um and uh, also this it has it has the problem that all prequels being made has where the technology that they are using currently is better than the technology that they have. Ten years in the future, for some reason.
4: Looking at you, Naboo.
3: Yeah. Um. Don't know why. Like you know, they have holographic displays, um, on the bridge, which, again, they wreck on them out in season two. But why put them in in the first place? They have a spore drive which can basically do instant transmission across, uh, you know, space. Um, which everyone conveniently forgets about. So of course they have to create a reason why. Nobody remembers it. And, of course, the main character is, like, I, I genuinely hate it when people use the term a Mary Sue because I think it's lazy misogyny, basically. Yeah. Um, it's like when people go, oh, yeah, well, Ray in uh, Star Wars is a Mary Sue. It's, no, she's not really. She's just as competent as Luke and has as much training as Luke has, so whatever. Um, but uh, it, Michael Burnham is a Mary Sue. Because she is the most special, most brilliant person in the entire world. Only she knows what's going on, and she's Spock's human sister. It's like, what? Why? Yeah. What Spock has never been mentioned to have a human sister before. Why would that? It's just. It, it's just one of these. Well, things I would
4: say, that... like I was, I was relatively enjoying Discovery until they um, moved it onto where the hell it moved to the UK, that no one could really find or cared to find. You know what I mean? my, my my enjoyment of it was not over oh, was, was not proportionate to how difficult it became to watch it
3: yes that's true it's like oh it's on this now when you have to go for like basically you've put it on paramount plus it's like I do not care about this season but yeah,
4: what it was on um it was on the roku channel or something and you have it to like, watch it? it at the right time yeah it all moves on well in that brief period where it wasn't on Netflix and paramount hadn't launched over here that's it all crazy. moved to um, the Roku channel, but you have to like watch it at a set time. Yeah. So th- those of like the... 1980s.
3: Yeah. So those are the things I don't like about Star Trek Discovery. Other people have mentioned other things like, okay, it's got a plus size uh, woman in it. I don't give a shit about that. That's that's fine. I I could do with more of that on TV, thank you. Um, it's got a uh, a gay man in it, uh, and a gay relationship in it. Good. More of that, please. Um, but it's just you know the most competent person on the the ship is treated as a, like almost like a comic relief character and you know michael michael burnham is the most important most special most brilliant person who has ever lived <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: and and only she is allowed to have emotions and feel things like <laughs> <laughs> okay all right
4: the season 2 finale of lower decks was very good
3: sorry you were yes you're right the season 2 finale of Lower decks was really good. Yeah,
4: it felt like the most Star Trek thing I've seen for quite a long time.
3: Is that where all of the lower decks crews, like the one from the Klingon stuff, all come together?
4: I haven't uh, seen. I've started watching season two, so I'll wait. Wait for Kev to catch yeah. up. Yeah,
3: but there we go. And then, so so I was I was enjoying Discovery up until the end of season three of Discovery, which. Uh,
2: I think I think season two did a little bit to rescue it. I think introducing Pike and Spock helped. Because Pike was like, oh, it's a likeable captain.
3: Yes, actually, he was the best thing in you know? it. Yeah, so I would give
2: it that. I always quite liked Saru's character. Um, yes. Yeah, I like Saru. Yeah, and then then season three, it's like, oh, so it, they, they start in the future. It's like, okay, maybe they're doing something... Like season, th- I've said this a few times. Season three starts with apparent they're in the future, and there was this thing that all like all dilithium explodes. Yeah, and they call it the burn. Mm-hmm. And rather than like doing a clever Star Trek thing, it's like rather than like not saying all dilithium explodes, by saying, well, there's no dilithium left. Yes, they so were running out of dilithium, and oh, we need to we you know. Like like it
3: mirroring yeah, this, mirroring like a problem from today, basically yeah, that yeah. running out of resources.
2: This is affecting how we run the galaxy, how the galaxies run. How uh, yeah. this is this has been the situation for 800 years. Things are changing. Yeah. Um. So then, like the discovery's got the spore drive, so it's a ship based on renewal energy. It's it's the so, electric car, effectively. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like no, we'll just do a thing about uh, one of Saru's people was born in a place and destroyed all the delithium with his brain
3: <laughs> which is the, it's the dumbest shit I've yeah. ever heard and this is this is where I come to the thing of again rise of Skywalker right Palpatine being back and the lightning and all that sort of shit that was dumb but Star Wars has already been a little bit dumb so you can you can get back from there um, Star Trek is not supposed to be that fucking stupid.
2: No. <laughs> it's just
3: not <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah
2: it's like you, you turn what could have been an interesting story and that's the thing like Star Trek is supposed to make comments on what's going on today like yeah. um like Picard started with oh the the uh, they had accident on Romulus and yeah so people have turned the Federation has turned its back on um
3: its values basically on yeah. its
2: values with uh, and not like supported the the Romulan refugees and like helping them. It was like, oh, maybe that could be a reflection of like America or the EU and their treatment of refugees. No, no, we're just gonna have something about robots and
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the Romulans are all secretly bad. What? Yeah. Also, this uh, this is super se- this super dark and violent. And also, don't worry, those two those two characters are a lesbian couple even though they have shared no screen time! They shared no <laughs> screen time not got to know each other at all, but now they're a lesbian couple because they hold hands at the end. It's like, what the fuck is this? And then season two was worse. <laughs> oh,
4: I gave up
2: yeah. an episode into season one.
3: Oh, I, just, I I have a habit of hate. I, I won't watch any more of it because I can't. like.
2: No. You know. I, I was, Because there's I was, no
3: such thing as hate watching. You're just watching. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was watching the episode two and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. What, what am I doing? I don't need to watch this. There's other stuff on. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is
3: what this is why I'm hesitant to jump into uh, Strange New Worlds because you know I've been I've been tripped before. Um, there we go. Um, nice. So oh, yeah, that is it for this week, really. Um, oh, uh, we will uh, any money saving tips, Chris?
2: Okay, Don't take right. ecstasy. Just
4: listen to the interrupters. <laughs> I mean, it depends um, on how much ecstasy is these days. It might cost you more to listen to interoperatives.
3: Depends. Mm, well, I don't know how much ecstasy is. Well, yeah,
4: I mean, you could listen for free on Spotify. If you, don't if you pay for... Uh, mm. okay, good. Oh, but you
3: then can... you've got ads, and is that really worse than potentially dying of ecstasy?
4: Surely, Surely ecstasy has gotten safer these days.
3: <laughs> we'll get <laughs> you to say some, Hodge, and you'll tell us.
2: <laughs> yes, oh, we need something to do on, on the weekend.
3: So we will How be. How about some
4: lovely ecstasy?
3: Delicious, <laughs> nice, crisp ecstasy.
4: In fact, I'm going to add that to the shopping list. That's right. On. See, see, what, see what our friends come up with when we're doing shopping.
3: Yeah. Gen- generally add it. Um, OK, let's do the roll. OK, so our next episode will be January of 1994. It just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed all of this, please get in touch with us at late underscore pod. Where we post all of our funny Twitter pictures and that. Don't we, Bertie? Yes, we do. He's a good boy. Uh, Bertie's my dog. Um, we also have a. Uh, if you want to buy us a coffee, you can go to uh, buy us a coffee slash too late update and buy us a coffee or some ice cream or something if you really, really want to. And of course, if you go to email us, it is too late update at gmail.com. I've been Matthew Wynn. There's a Kevin Jones over there, and I can still see a Chris Hodgkinson. Five z's. z's.